Hello everybody, my name is Carl Ashworth. Um, today I'm going to be doing a little podcast. I'm going to be starting a little podcast series. Basically, it's just on how to stand out, how to market yourself, and how to make yourself different than other people. Today I have my dad with me, and he's going to be with me throughout these series of podcasts. Um, he's done a lot of research on marketing in the past, and he's read a lot of, listened to a lot of, especially Dan Kennedy. But today we're going to be referring to a book, which you can refer to if you want more information. It's called Authority Marketing. Um, so yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. So I don't know what you want to start out saying. So I, well, I, what I thought, thanks for having me, Carl. Nice to be here. First podcast on Carl's new blog site. We, I thought it'd be useful to just go through, again, the title of the book that we we referred to a number of books to put this series together, but one of them in particular is titled Authority Marketing by Adam Witte and Rusty Shelton. And in this book, they outline the seven pillars of authority marketing. So I'm just going to list those seven right now. We're just going to do a minute or two on those today. And then in this series, we will talk at length and in detail about each of these seven things and how they will help you garner attention for whatever purpose it is, whether you're trying to find a job, you're trying to find more clients, you're trying to create more opportunity in your business and your career, whatever it might be, these all seven of these things apply. Branding and omnipresence, lead generation, content marketing, PR, public relations and media, speaking, events, and referral marketing. Yeah, so the first one that we're going to start out with today is branding and omnipresence. Now, um, I've actually learned a lot from my dad just over a short period of time building my website um, getting myself out there and building my own brand. So right now, this has been the one that I've been focusing on the most because I've just started taking business classes, so I don't have a business yet, but I have started a website. You know, making sure you keep all your social networks up to date, that's really key if recruiters are going after you. And then also making sure you're reaching out and being proactive. So you can go a little bit more into depth about that. Yeah, the main yeah. thing I want to say about that is that's like step number one, this whole idea of branding and omnipresence. It Essentially, it asks the question, or you can try this yourself, Google your name, Google yourself, and see what comes up. Does anything come up? Does good stuff come up or bad stuff come up? You really have to work on your personal brand on an ongoing basis, especially in today's world. And I know a lot of people don't like to think about themselves as a brand, but you are a brand. You must establish authority or you will not be able to garner attention. Okay, so the next up, uh, we have lead generation. Now, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with that, but my dad has been in the sales business for how many years has it been now? So I've been you know, selling inside other people's businesses or in my own companies for the last 30 years. So a lot of experience with lead generation and what it takes to get people's interest in buying your products and services. And um, so the... The main thing here is that, that you want to keep in mind is that in order, lead generation, you can trace most problems in most small businesses back to ineffective lead generation. They don't have enough money, they can't pay their bills, or they're, you know, they're having, whatever the problems are in any, in any given business, you can very often trace them back to just an ineffective lead generation system. So you've got to establish marketing assets that go with sales systems that lead to an ongoing ability for you to rely on the fact that your business, your sales and marketing system is going to be able to generate leads for you on a regular basis. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely correct. And you've actually taught me a lot about this too and showed me some examples of some marketing that is good and it's not good sometimes. Um, yeah, it can happen a lot anyway. So next up we have content marketing. So content marketing is something that a lot of people are familiar with now. When I first started working on this, you know, it's funny, I went to an actual bookstore and I bought about a dozen books on, you know, how to create a blog. And this was back in 2005, 2006, when people were first getting started with this. Now it's everywhere. Everybody's doing content marketing. So everybody's very familiar with what it is. But the one thing to point out today, and again, we're going to cover each one of these things in an individual podcast so we can go into more detail. Your content that you're creating has to bring value to those that are looking at it and consuming it. And what that does then is it really establishes your expertise. It establishes you as an expert so that instead of having to sell to people, you will be able to prescribe to people. People will come to you because you're the expert, because they found the book you wrote, because they found the blog post you wrote, or the video series you created on, on YouTube. And they will come to you looking for solutions that changes the entire equation. And going back to that point you're saying of, um, and that I said at the beginning of the podcast, so making sure that you're branding yourself. Um, when you're posting that content on your blog, you know, you want to make sure that you're presenting yourself with the right, um, you're giving the right brand to yourself. Um, and then also making sure to look up your name, you know, stuff like that. That can also really help. Um, so next up we have PR and media. PR and media. One of the best things I did for my fitness business here in Madison, Wisconsin, when I was running that business was I was always focused on how could I garner more media attention. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. But one of the things I was able to establish was a regular health and fitness segment on, local, on the local NBC affiliate here in Madison. So every other Friday for 10 years, I was going on to do a little segment, a little two and a half minute segment on health and fitness. And that one PR exposure did more to establish that authority and to create leads and notoriety for my business than anything else that I did. And there are very specific ways that you can go about establishing yourself, again, as an authority and an expert, so you can garner media attention, but very, very important to the overall authority marketing equation. And I think another point that you brought up to me a lot um, and that I've kind of taken into consideration is... Um, creating over consuming that's a huge part so if you find yourself like if you're trying to create a marketing plan or whatever and um, a lot of times you can find out if you're doing enough work or not by asking yourself am I consuming media or am I creating my own media and putting my own stuff out there um, and yeah we can talk more about that in other podcasts too about you know owning your own brand not putting so much stuff on Instagram Twitter social media because as we've seen over these past you know uh, over this past month even with the former president, you know, they have a lot of control over what you can post and your own brand. So you want to make sure that you're creating some kind of content of your own. Exactly. The, there's a really, really big difference between content and channels that you own versus others that you rent or that you earn. So, for example, an earned media exposure would be PR and your local television station. Owned media is your own blog where you're posting content and you own the subscriber base and you have full control over everything else you do. Rented is any other media that you might use for advertising like print or billboards or whatever those or social media. It's always very, very important to remember that you do not own those platforms. 
You can use them. You can put them to work very strategically. They are very important as part of your overall strategy, but you don't own them. So it's very important to take people from the channels that are rented to the channels that you own so that you can turn that exposure and that authority into revenue, into opportunities, into whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that a lot of people don't know about and something that I wasn't considering until you brought it up to me. So next we have speaking. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this with my own experience, um, not necessarily with my own marketing experience, but you can make a huge impression on people, um, especially I've noticed with my professors in college. Um, I recently made the transition from Madison College to UW-Madison, so from kind of a smaller technical college to a large university. Um, there are ways that you can use your uh, well-spoken voice to speak out and make yourself known. So, for example, you know, emailing your professors saying, hey, can I get in contact with you with your office hours? Just um, making yourself known and giving yourself a good impression right off the bat. I think that's something that people um, are not doing enough. And I know you want to speak more to this, too. No, that's OK. Those are all really, really good points. The only thing I want to say about this right now is that you can build an entire business around being a great public speaker. My exposure on local TV was, an, was, a, was a great example of that. It's just one example. But you can, and in combination with writing your own book, for example, you write your own book, you start to reach out to the right channels and to the right places and to the right people, you will get speaking engagements. And then if you handle those speaking engagements strategically and you leverage them, for example, record them, video them, and use them in other parts of your marketing, Speaking is an incredible way to build your authority and to build your business and to build your career, for sure. All right, so next up we have building events. And this is very similar to speaking. So you can do, uh, and, and I think the best thing I can do today with the, with the limited amount of time we have is that events are, are another powerful way. They kind of go in combination with speaking. You can One of the things I did in my fitness business around the first of the year created an event called How to Make 2010 Your Best Year Ever. And I gathered together a chiropractor, a physical therapist, a dentist, and a few other health and fitness experts. We created a big event. We invited people from everybody's list, so we leveraged everybody's list. We brought them all into a room. We all took turns giving a, a, a speech, giving a speech, giving a talk, presenting to the group, and then making an offer at the end of that as a way to generate business. That one event, which was a lot of work, took a lot of effort, generated in that context about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for my business, just all in one event organized and leveraged effectively with colleagues of mine in the marketplace. And now during the COVID-19 pandemic, you can especially take advantage of um, scheduling events because it's a lot easier. You know, I've noticed for myself, if I want to schedule a meeting or something, I'm not having to drive. I'm not having to gather together a bunch of people that can just join your meeting. So right now is a really great example of a great time where you can organize the, the events. And then once life gets, gets back to normal, you're going to reap the benefits. And that's, that's very, very true. That's a really good point because webinars are another really great way that you can build your business. And we are all getting better at delivering that kind of content to our lists, to the people we're trying to reach because we've been forced to do that with with the pandemic. All right, so we have a referral marketing. Now I know this is really your wheelhouse, so you can go ahead. <laughs> so referral marketing, there's there's a lot. When you th um, the biggest thing here I want to point out today is that in order for you to have an effective referral marketing program, once again, you have to have a system, and you have to train your customers 
to refer to you. They, some of them will just do it. You will find the champions of your business. I certainly had those in my fitness business, people who brought me clients over and over again. But it's really, really important that you have a system for teaching your clients how they can refer to you. And then there are a number of different ways you can position yourself to make it even more effective. And we will get into all of that and more in a future podcast on that specific topic. Yeah, so I appreciate everybody coming and listening to this podcast. I know it's not going to be very many people, especially who make it to the end. Um, I apologize for the couple notifications that you heard throughout that. This is my first podcast, so you know I'm learning. But <laughs> thank you, Dad, for coming in today. We're, I'm de- we know you're, we're definitely going to be talking together more. So right, right. Well, thanks for having me, Carl. It's yeah. really great to be here. This is a lot of fun. It's been fun teaching you all of these things that I've been studying and learning and using for my own benefit all these years. And I hope that all of you out there will benefit from this information as much as Carl has. And of course, one thing, one more thing that Carl has forgotten to do here at the end is make sure to plug his blog, which is at? Yeah, so my blog is at carlashford.com. Thank you, Dad, for reminding me to do that. And then also you can check me out on social media. I'm on Instagram. Um, my username is carl underscore ashworth, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, if you look at the LinkedIn profile pages, I'll just be in like a suit and tie, kind of it'll appear. Um, so yeah, and then another point that I wanted to uh, bring up, especially for business students, so I'm taking my first semester of business classes right now, as I kind of said, but make sure you're doing other research outside of school, you're reading other marketing books. Um, my dad has been listening to a lot of Dan Kennedy over the years, doing stuff like that, because once you get into the real world, and I've noticed this as a manager at McDonald's, um, once you get into the real world, memorizing concepts and doing a bunch of chapter readings is not going to be that relevant. So make sure that you're doing other research and getting involved in the business world and other ways besides school. Um, very anyway. good. Very yeah. good. Very good. No, those are all great points. I would also point out just the importance of if you can register your own name as your domain name, carlashworth.com. You can find more information about me and, and my blog at johnashworth.com. That is a very powerful tool as well. Reserve your name. Reserve your family member's name. They will only become more valuable as time goes on. So thanks again, Carl, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.